What is going on, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. Do the Bears need to use Cordero Patterson more in 2020? And do you think Ted Ginn serves as a solid mentor for Darnell Mooney? We're going to be answering these questions and many more today in episode three of our positional review series, the wide receiver position. Welcome back to the show, guys. I would like to say before I introduce myself and my co-host, uh, do us a favor, subscribe to the channel, almost at 1.5k subs, trying to hit it by the end of the month, and also click the bell for notifications whenever we post. I am your host, Chris Malpe, and today I am joined with my co-host and editor-in-chief at BearDown.com, Justin Chu. Justin, how's it going, man? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me on again. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, pretty bored during quarantine, but uh, been working out a lot, so at least uh, making progress out of something. Today we're obviously here to talk about the wide receiver position. It's something that we've covered a lot here on this channel before. Uh, definitely not a video that is uh, not intriguing, so let's just get right into it. I'm going to read off some stats of uh, basically all of our wide receivers here, and then we'll talk about uh, some more specific breakdowns. Uh, I mean, obviously, when you think about wide receiver one in Chicago, it's Allen Robinson. 98 catches, 1,147 yards and seven touchdowns receiving in 2019, set for another big year in 2020. Looking a little bit further down the Jeps chart, you look at Anthony Miller at wide receiver two, Taylor Gabriel departing Chicago after having some concussion issues in 2019. He was cut in January. Uh, Miller, someone who, if he can stay healthy, is very productive, had 52 receptions for 656 yards and two touchdowns in 2019. Also seven touchdown catches there in his rookie season in 2018. Another interesting ad here, Ted Ginn Jr. by the Bears, someone who recently came out and said that he actually beat Usain Bolt in a 4x100 relay when he was in high school. Uh, looking back at Ginn, you know, he's always been known to be, I guess, just that speedster. Um, 10 touchdowns, I believe, in 2015 during Cam Newton's MVP season there in Carolina, 739 receiving yards last year in nine games started with the New Orleans Saints. He had 421 receiving yards, and two touchdowns on 20 catches. Uh, continue to go down, you know, Cordero Patterson, a gadget player. Uh, his first year in Chicago, 83 yards receiving on 11 catches. Someone that a lot of people think definitely needs to be used more in uh, in the receiving game, if you look at C-flash P there. Heading further down, you look at Javon Wims, someone who's a former 7th round pick in the 2018 NFL Draft. 186 receiving yards and a touchdown on 18 catches for him in 2019. Someone who, who could be on the cusp of getting cut and also could be on the cusp of being a wide receiver 3 in Chicago, depending on how his training camp goes. Uh, and then finally, you look at Riley Ridley. Six receptions for 69 yards there uh, last year. And he's someone who you would assume would like to have some more snaps in general as well. And then finally, I said finally in the last one, but you look at Darnell Mooney, the fifth round pick out of Tulane, almost a thousand receiving or almost a thousand yards per scrimmage at Tulane in 2018, 993 receiving yards and eight touchdowns, 20.7 yards per catch. And throughout his four years at Tulane, he's had 16.7 yards per catch, really a deep threat, someone who is a young talent who is looking to get some snaps here in Chicago this year. Might not see the field a ton, but definitely a prospect who can improve down the road. I feel like I've talked forever because I've talked for about three minutes now, but now we're going to finally get into some questions. Justin, Anthony Miller, someone who's going to be asked to take another big step here in 2020, has had some issues with shoulder injuries throughout his time 
but you saw him in the latter half of 2020 or 2019 and uh, he, he proved to be really productive. Do you think he takes another step towards that wide receiver two role in 2020? I think he does. Um, when you kind of look at his progression from year one into year two, uh, they definitely used him a lot more. Um, and they gave him a larger role, obviously, with the, the number of injuries that um, that the Bears offense uh, kind of experienced throughout the 2019 season. And you kind of get to see how, like, how much more reliable that he's become. Um, and in big moments, like, he's really – he's really shown um, forward. And that's what, I mean, that's what he did at Memphis. And I think that if he takes another big step, you know, rehabbing and uh, getting healthier in this off season, this, uh, who knows how long this off season is going to last. But I think that with the proper, um, with the proper, you know, time that's taken to actually get healthy, I think that this year could be a, a gigantic step for Anthony Miller and the Chicago Bears offense. Absolutely. I mean, you look at Miller, he had his second shoulder surgery, shoulder surgery there on January 20th of this year, uh, targeted, I believe, 39 more times in 2019 and also had 19 more catches, excuse me, 31 more targets and 19 more catches for him there in 2019. Not essentially as many touchdowns, but definitely threw the ball to him more and I expect that to increase. Uh, you know, he's someone who's known as a pristine route runner. When he's healthy, he's really dangerous. 12.7 yards per reception during his two seasons in Chicago. Uh, I expect he's definitely going to continue to increase on receptions here in 2020. And in an offseason, that could get weird. I just have to hope that he's fully healed up from that surgery there uh, in at the end of January. Um, heading into my next question, I mean, obviously, Allen Robinson, someone who we all think is a wide receiver one. He's taken some scrutiny this offseason from guys like Ryan Clark. But some guests that we've had on the show, like ESPN's Jordan Schultz and Prince of Mukamara, have both said that Robinson is definitely a top 10 receiver in the league and a wide receiver one. Justin, I want to ask you, obviously Robinson, coming off that ACL injury, has been so inspirational. Uh, had his second 1,000-yard reception season uh, there in 2019. Also almost had 100 catches uh, in 2019 as well. Do you think he breaks 1,000 receiving yards again in 2020? I think that he definitely has the opportunity to. Um, you know, a lot of I feel like what we've talked about on this show when we're looking at positional reviews is just the idea of consistency and the presence of veterans. And when you have players that understand the system and know, you know, with one more year of experience, um, like how much that they can grow in a season. I think that Anthony, uh, I'm sorry, Alan Robinson definitely has the opportunity to do something extremely special this year. Um, and that being said, I think that um, with hopefully a tight end that serves the role of, you know, taking some pressure off of him um, and speedsters like Anthony Miller, um, like uh, Cordell Patterson, Tegan, whoever's uh, playing alongside, I think that the, um, the bears are showing, you know, enough, enough movement that like they can successfully take a lot of the pressure off of Allen Robinson. Um, and obviously without that, uh, Allen Robinson might not have a great year, but I'm, I'm pretty optimistic for him. I also think he breaks 1000 receiving yards yet again, obviously, you know, a lot of talent on this team and you said it, but, uh, some attention might get taken off of him, uh, which also could help him just as far as getting one-on-one matchups. But 13.4 yards per reception throughout his career. 
He can really do anything. I think he should have been a Pro Bowler there in 2019. He's only made one Pro Bowl throughout his career in 2015 when he had 1,400 receiving yards. I'm excited to see, you know, whoever's throwing the ball to him. It's either going to be a Mitch Trubisky that's improved a lot this offseason or Nick Foles. You know, obviously the two premier quarterbacks that have been throwing him the ball are Nick, or excuse me, <laughs> are Blake Bortles and Mitchell Trubisky. So uh, another good opportunity presents itself for Robinson in 2020. And I think he definitely is angry that he was snubbed from the Pro Bowl there in 2019, uh, at least on some people's lists. So heading into the next receiver that we're going to talk about, obviously Cordero Patterson, 11 receptions for 83 yards there in 2019. He was used more in the passing game, uh, you know, in New England there. I think that was in 2018 and 20, or excuse me, just 2018. He had 247 reception, receiving yards and three touchdowns on 28 catches, but you can't really underestimate his value on special teams. Justin, we've answered this question uh, before on some other podcasts, or at least I have. You look at Patterson, you know you can't underestimate his value on special teams, but that being said, if you take away a little bit of his special teams reps, you would think that you can use him a little bit more on offense, whether that's in I formation as a running back or as a receiver. Do you think Cordero Patterson needs to be incorporated more in this Bears offense in 2020? Um, I think that he definitely can. Um, you know, we, you know, in the past, like we've been, we've been able to see kind of how um, teams have utilized him. Uh, obviously, a first round pick out of uh, University of Tennessee um, when he was drafted by uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Like they try to use him on. Um, use him as like more of that wide receiver role. Um, and maybe that was, you know, just a matter of offensive fit and he didn't really fit in that role. Um, but I think that Matt Nagy has a knack for figuring players out and trying to get them to, you know, um, serve in like various roles that, um, might not necessarily be conventional. Um, and obviously like we've seen Cordell Patterson, like run the football, like as a running back. Um, and I think that, you know, if you were to take him out of that special teams role, uh, to a small capacity, I think that he can contribute because at the end of the day, he is, um, I mean, he's a phenomenal, uh, runner, you know, just, yeah. to, um, just to, to, just to start, like he's a fantastic runner. Like he is extremely fast. Um, He's a 6'2", 238-pound wide receiver that, you know, he can he can box people out. And he's an extremely versatile player that um, if the Bears don't find a way to use him, then I think that they're doing themselves a massive disservice. Yeah. Cordero Patterson came to Chicago in 2019 on a two-year, $10 million deal. Also, I mean, obviously we know his value on special teams was an all-pro player and a pro bowler there in 2019. I definitely think you can use him in a multitude of positions there in 2020 and it just makes him more of a threat uh just another threat to add on the field another threat to uh take eyes off of someone else i think the more danger you have on that field on offense um just the better chance that someone gets open uh you know he, he can line up at running back a lot of people have talked about him at wide receiver and you can also put him there probably at tight end um so it's a lot of interesting spots that you can put cordero patterson and i think he definitely gets a lot more usage there in 2020 and is still as productive on special teams. Heading into Ted Ginn, you know, when you look at Ted Ginn, he's entering his 14th career, 14th career year in the league. Uh, and I think if Darnell Mooney down the road was someone, uh, turned into someone like a Ted Ginn, I don't think any Bears fans would complain. You know, Ted Ginn always has been known as that deep threat wherever he is. 
Uh, spent some time. We know him for his time in Carolina. Uh, two 700-plus receiving yards and also a 500-plus receiving yard year. Uh, also that 10-touchdown year in 2015. But just in general, always been someone who can take the top off a of defense. And when the Bears signed him, I was a little bit confused. But when I thought about it personally, I think that he could serve as a very good mentor for someone like a Darnell Mooney, who's, who's similar speed, you know, at the 2007 NFL Combine, Ginn ran a 4 2 8 uh, might not have that speed anymore, but if you look at Mooney, he ran a four three, I think a four three, uh, a four three eight. Uh, so just uh, a tenth of a second longer there uh, on the forty yard dash. Uh, I think someone who could definitely turn into a deep threat. Justin, I want to ask you: Do you think what kind of role do you think Ted Ginn plays in Chicago, and do you think he can serve as a solid mentor for Darnell Mooney? Um, you know, I, I think I'll just kind of start with that veteran presence. Um, obviously locker rooms, um, they rely heavily on, uh, on veterans because veterans have the experience. And, um, I think that he does serve, um, that capacity, especially because, you know, Ted Ginn has been a part of teams that win. Um, and obviously the bears, um, did not really experience that this past off season, but, um, I think it gives him an opportunity to kind of like have that that presence that knows, you know, like what like ins and outs there are um, mm-hmm. to championship winning teams. Um, and especially with uh, a player like Ted Ginn, who is, you know, served as um, a very served like large roles within the capacity of successful offenses. I think that. Um, with Darnell Mooney, like a kind of like a, a small school kid kind of coming out of um, Tulane, like Ted Ginn kind of serves that role of showing like, listen, like this is how you succeed in the NFL. And obviously Ted Ginn's been in the league long enough that he understands like what it takes to be a successful player. And I think that um, it's going to serve a lot of people on the, on the bears like very well. Mm-hmm. And for all intents and purposes, I think that Ted Ginn's been a very, well-respected player for a very long time and so um yeah i don't see anything much different coming out of um uh coming out of uh ted ginn as they move into the season yeah i mean i think as long as ted ginn can stay healthy uh he's definitely someone that can not only mentor darnell mooney but get a decent bit of reps here in chicago's offense you mentioned it earlier with matt Nagy finding ways to incorporate players uh, in the offense very well. I think Darnell Mooney is someone that down the road, the Bears may try and use like a Tyreek Hill there in Kansas City, but uh, just in general for now, I think Ted Ginn provides a great veteran presence and still can do it. I mean, he's he's still been solid, 421 receiving yards and two touchdowns in nine games played last year in New Orleans. Uh, I think if he makes a team and he could put up a similar stat line to that, no one would really complain. We got two more questions to answer here. Um... Justin, here's the first one. You know, obviously I asked earlier about Anthony Miller stepping into a wide receiver two role. Uh, Another player that we have to look out for to step into a bigger role is definitely Riley Ridley. Uh, Put a fourth-round pick into him, I think, a couple years ago. Uh, Yeah, yeah, in 2018 we drafted Montgomery in third round and then Riley Ridley in fourth. Put a fourth-rounder into Riley Ridley there uh, in the 2019 NFL draft. Uh, Someone that definitely needs more reps, I would say. You know, he only played in five games, had six receptions for 69 yards. That was majorly in the Week 17 game against the Minnesota Vikings. Wide receiver four is probably a position that uh, is still up in the air right now. So 
Do you think Riley Ridley sees more reps in 2020? I think so. And as the season progresses, I think they're going to try to figure out who is going to serve that role. Um, because obvious, very obviously, you know, like they're still figuring that out. And wide receiver four is definitely one of those positions where, you know, you kind of need to see who's going to step up. Um, in my opinion, I think it's really Javon Wims's position to lose, um, just given his familiarity with the offense now having been with the Bears for an extremely long time. Um, but I do think that they're going to try um, to plug in a lot of players and see, you know, like who's going to really step up. And um, Riley Ridley, I feel like should, you know, deserves that opportunity. Um, like obviously investing a pick in a rookie is a very, you know, it's a, it's a significant statement. It's saying like, we have, you know, an X amount of picks and we want to choose you because we see something in you. Um, and so I think that, uh, yeah, I think everyone is going to get hopefully a fair chance. But, um, yeah, I think right now it's really Javon Wims is to lose. That's interesting because the next question we'll answer is about Javon Wims. I think Riley <laughs> really does see more reps. Um, watching his tape from Georgia, you know, he really possesses similar traits to his brother Calvin there in Atlanta. Um, Riley really can go up and get the ball anywhere you put it. I mean, that's a similar trait to Javon Wims, but he's also a very good route runner. Uh, I think he has a really good catch radius, and obviously the Bears put a lot of draft capital into him there with the fourth-round pick. And uh, it's interesting that you say Javon Wims because obviously the Bears put a seventh-round pick into him, but he obviously has been here for another year than Riley really has. Um, I think it is probably between those two guys for wide receiver four, but Javon presents a very interesting situation that we're going to get into now. You know, obviously the Bears have a lot of wide receivers on the roster. Uh, they just added Trevor Davis and Ted Ginn this offseason, um, as well as Darnell Mooney. So similar to the tight end position, you know, a few receivers may need to be cut. In any instance, you know, obviously the Bears put, a, I would say, a, a limited amount of draft capital into Williams when they got him back there, uh, I think in 2018, uh, only a seventh-round pick. But in any instance, Justin... Do you see him getting cut? Um, <laughs> I think that's a tough question. Um, just because, you know, you do see, um, what do you call it? Like there are a lot of players that they've brought on board. Um, now that being said, I think that uh, Javon Wims offers a really interesting role to the Bears because of his knowledge of the offense. And so, um, obviously, I think this is one of those things where you just kind of have to look through training camp and see where, you know, there are there are like a lot of positions um, that are open and to see whether or not like, you know, players end up sticking. Um, and I think that if they do end up getting Javon, uh, getting rid of Javon Wims, I think that the Bears would be, you know, kind of making a mistake in that um, in that regard because of, you know, what he brings to the table. Yeah, I mean. As far as Javon goes, it's an interesting situation because we know he has a very high ceiling. Um, just when you watch him play, I mean, I think he has great route running. He can, he can catch the ball wherever you put it. He can be a deep threat. He's got decent speed. It's an interesting situation because the Bears could look to get someone like a Darnell Mooney more snaps, but do you really want to give up on Wims, someone who, who had really decent uh, playing time there in 2019? Uh, I think it presents a very interesting situation, and I just think in general the wide receiver battle 
there in training camp is going to be a very interesting one. Thank you guys so much. Actually, no, wait, wait, <laughs> wait. We have one more thing to do. Justin, I forgot. So when we did the quarterback episode, we, we gave the position a grade, and we didn't do it in the running back position. So we're going to get back to that now because that's the entire thing, uh, positional review, <laughs> positional grade. So give the wide receiver position a grade, A through F. Um, I think currently as it stands, I would give it a B minus um, because there's a lot of turnover um, with rookies and um, also just kind of like new veterans that are coming into the system. And so right now I think I'd give it a B minus um, because there's definitely talent. Like that's undeniable. Um, there's talent that's, you know, that's apparent within the offense and, um, it really comes down to whether or not they can be utilized correctly, I think. And if they can't, then <laughs> it's going to be a very long season because somehow you got to figure out a way to to move the ball down the field. And if um, the Bears can successfully utilize like the arsenal of talent that they have, then absolutely, like it's going to be like a, a really there's a high ceiling, is I guess what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. Um, there is a very high ceiling, and I'm very excited for him, but it's one of those things where I think we're just going to have to wait and see on um, how things, uh, how things end up turning out. Yeah. I'm going to give the wide receiver position a B plus actually. Um, I expect another very good year out of Allen Robinson. Um, I expect Anthony Miller to step up into a bigger role and I expect Ted Ginn to be a solid contributor there. If he can stay healthy. The question is what happens next? You know, you talked about them having a high ceiling and I think guys like, Javon Wims, like Riley Ridley, like Darnell Mooney, have very high ceilings, but the question is who is going to step up? Uh, I just think we need one more good, solid receiving threat there at wide receiver four, and someone does need to step up. And you mentioned it, a very high ceiling, and uh, I think someone eventually will step up. I don't know if we know who it is right now. You know, we spoke, you you spoke highly about Wims. I spoke highly about Ridley. It's going to be interesting to see how that one plays out, especially with the speedster rookie there in Darnell Mooney. But that'll pretty much do it for this one, guys. This was basically our comprehensive review of the Bears wide receiver position heading into the 2020 season. If you want more Bears content, do us a favor, subscribe, like, and click the bell for notifications whenever we post. If you want more content from us, head over to BearDown.com. We're kind of kicking it into summer mode now. Uh, Everyone's off school, so we're going to be getting a ton of articles, blogs, and columns up on there. You can also find the links to our social media down in the description, and you can follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at BearDown. Wide receivers are done. We have another interesting one coming up next week with tight ends. Justin, any preview for that one? I feel like that's definitely going to be a stressful episode. I think it really will, um, because right now, as it stands, you know, wide receiver, uh, sorry, tight ends um, fall under a, a high bit of scrutiny, especially with the drafting of Cole Komet. So, um, you know, I think with a, an in-depth look, we'll finally be able to kind of make our judgment on how that pick is going to work out. And um, I'm excited for that one, though, because, uh, you know, the Bears, I think, are going to find a way to hopefully use all hundred tight ends that they have on their roster. <laughs> so we'll see. Absolutely. It's, it's expected to be a good one. You know, tight ends have been a talk of the town in Chicago uh, throughout the last couple of months. So should be interesting. Look for that one to come out next Tuesday or Thursday. I believe you're seeing this on Thursday night uh, and we'll have some other good stuff coming out soon. So thank you guys very much for tuning in. And uh, as always, Chicago, I mean, continue to stay safe. We're going to continue and try and flatten this curve. And as always, bear down.
Peace.